Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs, to episode number 33 of Plebchain Radio. Today is October 20th, 2023. It is 5.30 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States at the time of recording. We have a great show ahead of you today. Uh, We have truth teller, journalist, and wisdom seeker, Richard Greaser of the Bitcoin Bugle joining us as our guest and we're going to do a slightly different format today qw uh we will start off with the guest segment and then have the lightning round at the end but before we get into that uh we have a big announcement to make on november 10th friday during nostaville the last day of nostaville Blockchain radio will be airing live from bitcoin park so mark your calendars for that uh we will confirm the time of the show closer to the time but it will be on friday and it will be a live show with guests from nostaville and for our sermon today why don't you take it away qw you know in in light of our guest and one of the most recent articles and uh kind of uh themes that he went with was replicators uh and i think in the pleb culture uh it's very easy to fall into that creative trap um i mean when we first started this kind of uh journey we we definitely had something different in mind avi um, but when we first started doing the show uh we kind of fell into that kind of creative trap where we're just kind of doing the headline news we're not really we're just talking a little bit about it it's more like opinions of the headlines and and that's fine and all but that's not really what we wanted to be that's not really defining us right no, yeah, it, it certainly wasn't QW. Uh, in fairness, I think we were still finding our feet. Yeah, uh, it, that that's important too, right? You kind of you kind of just ease in, you kind of step in, uh, and then you find your feet, but then you kind of find yourself too, right? Uh, yeah, you do. I think uh, we there is a trap that a lot of people could fall into, which is just redoing uh, existing themes, right? Uh, replicating existing themes. For their, especially, and this is very common in podcasts, right? So you know, you, there's several Bitcoin podcasts out there, uh, and uh, a lot of them could very well be carbon copies of each other in terms of content format, and so on. So I'd like to think that we're we're at least attempting uh, to break out of that initial inertia that uh, took us into replication mode, um, and uh, trying to find our own right be ourselves be our authentic selves yeah yeah and i like for me my my journey when i first started uh, really diving in and absorbing all kinds of uh you know bitcoin podcasts or bitcoin knowledge um you know repetition was great for me it's kind of the mother of learning uh you know repetition uh is a great way to learn um with with you know especially when you when you take it from the signal but you know, if it's the same signal over time, you know, does that burn you out? I mean, is is too much of the same signal noise? I think there is a risk. It it becomes that. Uh, at, at, like you, KW, when I started off on this journey, I just spent a lot of time absorbing. 
I spent two years just keeping my mouth shut and listening and listening. And I reached a point where the patterns got so repetitive uh, that I I had to stop. And I said, well, you know what? This is a natural point for me to stop absorbing and maybe time to start creating something of my own. And do you think Noster enables all of that, especially in the creation aspect, the social aspect? I mean, does it kind of bring you to a place where you're seeing all these different avenues where you can kind of, now that you have your feet, you can find yourself? Yeah, I think Noster certainly enables that. I mean, for me, I can I can speak for myself, right? It's uh, It was such a breath of fresh air. It was so different the level of engagement, the level of conversations. And, and most of the conversations were nonsensical shitposting, right? Just having fun. But it it felt very different from the trapped Twitter experience or all the influencer stuff that was uh, being regurgitated and circulated over and over again. Uh, and I think like me, a lot of other people found that freedom, that breath of fresh air that Nostra brought, and they were able to step into their own. Yeah, in the in the kind of the proof of stake versus the proof of work uh, that zaps create, uh, you know, you 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 actually earn your uh, your your zaps uh, based off the quality of your posts, not just uh, you know engagement farming. So that that's cool, and and I really think ultimately, um, you know. I just want us all to be better, be more creative in the in, in our own self, be more true 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 to ourselves, and 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 just you know take our own paths. Um, you know, history might repeat, uh, but why should we? When we look at the cycles, uh, when the next bull market happens, we should be better. We should learn from the past. Uh, you know, it, it just be a little bit more creative, maybe not so repetitive. Uh, and and I think that's the path forward for me. I I think so too, QW. Uh, but I think. What one of the things that will happen is there will be fatigue at the same patterns repeating themselves, right? So at, at some point, creators will actually have to start getting creative uh, and branching out. And and in my opinion, being your authentic self is is you, you're only you can do that, right? You are you are the single best person at being yourself. Uh, so why don't you just do that? Yeah. And with that sermon, amen, Avi. <laughs> or what, however we send it off. <laughs> amen, indeed. Uh, folks, it's, uh, it's a great pleasure to invite Richard Grieza of the Bitcoin Bugle to the show. So, R Richard, welcome. I'm sure that's your real name, Dick Grieza. It sounds um, like a very real name. Uh, but uh, are you a replicator? I don't think so. Um, I'm pretty sure that I've proved that I can generate original content. Um, I am a journalist, so sometimes I blur the lines. So, like, the whole replicator meme came from yellow, and I just kind of took it and improved on it, and I added some original points. I was able to identify, uh, you know, notorious replicators like Marty Bent, Mike Alfred, and Mike Max Kaiser and called them out. Um, which I think was brave and replicators have no bravery. They're not willing to stick their necks out. They like do things like get blue check marks on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I weigh like a normal weight too. So like if anybody doesn't know what a replicator is, essentially, you know, the whole Bitcoin ecosystem is getting infiltrated by this alien robot species from another planet in the Milky way. And, uh, 
they're just kind of taking content and replicating it over and over again and echoing uh, other content creators. But why do you think, <laughs> I'm going to see if you can answer this question seriously, Richard, but uh, as a phenomenon, why do you think that's happening? This, this, this need to be like everyone else and replicate content? Um, I think it's just a way that people found to monetize uh, this industry. Like Bitcoin's interesting, so people are making a lot of content about it. And there's competing, uh, you know, different media platforms within the industry, uh, whether it's, you know, like a smaller media platform of people, you know, putting out content like YouTube shows or, you know, Bitcoin magazine or Swan um that are actually like generating insane amounts of content and i think um a lot of the same people interact with each other and they just kind of go off of what the engagement is it's what the incentives are um essentially is to you know repeat whatever the most popular ideas are over and over again and uh and people love it and your sponsors pay you more money because you have more views so that's my thought on it and what is the end game or, or the end state of, of this phenomenon? I, I, I tend to agree with you there in your analysis, but where do you think this uh, leads us as a community to the extent that there is a community, right? Uh, over the next six months, one year or two years? Um, I mean, I imagine like, like I think what happens is people there's different like phases that people go through when they come and learn about Bitcoin. Um, and you kind of fall into like the, the, like uh, what I've seen happen a lot. Oftentimes is a lot of people like start with somebody like Peter McCormick or Anthony Pompliano and they kind of like move to more like technical things and e economics or, you know, actual like Bitcoin technical stuff um, as they get into it for a little bit longer and then they just kind of get tired of you know the same content over and over again they they say i think bitcoin's really cool i'm going to go and try and like actually implement what i know and listening to these podcasts over and over again um aren't that interesting but yeah um i i think that like the whole podcast circle jerk um is going to be a thing for you know a long time because there's more people that are coming into learning about bitcoin and are wide-eyed and and excited about you know going to a conference where you can sit in a chair and listen to your favorite podcast or do a podcast in front of you um so yeah yeah that's well said uh richard because that's exactly what qw and i are going to be doing in uh nosterville we're hey we're doing nosterville though man you know it's totally different <laughs> you, guys, you guys are like way ahead of the curve it's like yeah. podcasting about bitcoin in 2010. <laughs> yeah so um what's what's kind of your, what got you into bitcoin i mean clearly you uh, uh you are the creator of bitcoin bugle correct yeah and and what was kind of what, what tell us kind of the story about how you um i would assume you were a writer prior uh you maybe got into bitcoin and then you decided let's start shit posting and 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 writing actual long-form content that that might be uh pretty funny 
Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm pretty sick of the media environment. And the Beagle is kind of like a parody and a protest of how ridiculous um, the information is and just how clearly everything is a psyop and you can just like take something and, you know, skew it and just make a bunch of stuff up. Um, so that's that's kind of what inspired the Bugle. Um, and I've had a lot of fun <clears throat> with that. I really like to um, go after people like the New York Times because they're just a bunch of you know, soulless alcoholics and drug addicts working over there um, that are just, like, very unhappy with themselves and are essentially just assets of the CIA. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what got me into Bitcoin is just, you know, there, there's so many things that are just very cl clearly wrong in our society. And, you know, if you're... The inflation, you know, housing inflation is insane and... You know, watching things like the inflation of the price of cigarettes over the past 30 years is insane. And the taxes that are put onto it, like, you know, when you're paying tons of taxes, it's kind of like a kick to your teeth. And Bitcoin, you know, really opens up the free market to work outside of that system and really, you know, eliminate these, uh, these coercers and their influence in our lives. So that's what gets me excited. That that's interesting. You said the cigarettes because that I mean that is kind of one of the most like tax thing. Like me locally, it was always like, oh, here's a here's a cigarette tax, and uh, this is all going to go to the the children for school. And like two years later, that that th those funds just kind of shifted to somewhere else. Um, but it's something that that you know, as an avid Marlboro Red smoker like yourself, uh, Dick, uh, you know, it, it's something that you really felt, huh? Yeah, I mean, like, most people get stuck uh, in this rut where they don't understand that there's an alternative. Like, the only alternative is to pay insane amounts of taxes on cigarettes. Um, that are the only reality. That's what they see. And then when there's a guy, you know, who's like, I'm going to sell you cigarettes for 30% less if you pay me in Bitcoin you know or you're or you're buying lucy's using the lightning network like a thousand sats per cigarette like it, it kind of changes the way that you view the world and uh makes living in this you know awful like coerced existence just not as attractive so with your um with your your bugle itself um What's your kind of team size? Is it is it just you and then the, the internet? Um, you have different uh, writers that compose, and it's kind of an open source uh, uh, creative process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I I'm not as great at responding to people um, as uh, I could be, uh, but yeah, we've probably had like six or seven people contribute uh, to the Bugle. Um, some people, you know contribute often some people contribute once in a while um and it's it's definitely appreciated because it, it's amazing to see people's different perspectives uh, on things going on and you know i it gets kind of boring you know when i just am looking at my own humor all day um I might be a little bit of a narcissist. Like you have to be to be a journalist, but like I'm not a complete narcissist. So I don't just like, you know, get an erection every time I look at my own article. But um, 
so it's it's really nice to have other people contribute and like one of the things that like i've been trying to figure out how to do is give um give away for uh people to tip the content creators directly and so um if they have stacker news accounts i always post the articles on stacker news um i'll forward all the stats to them and then i i try and get the uh, authors to use or give me an l ln url um qr code to put at the bottom of their article so people can um send them some sats and you know nostr might be a cool way to do that but i haven't figured it out yet i have to get my wife to abla to, abla yeah. dot news abla dot news uh avi that's uh completely uh nostr uh zaps friendly correct it is although i i i'm, I'm not convinced that the h um at the at the front of habla uh, is aspirated or not but that that is correct it is a nostalgic client for long form content yeah which which and if they are writers and they do have a nostr account um it would just be seamless interoperable so um it's something where you know you don't have to get a qr code every time it would just you know even if they wanted to zap the writer directly um it would just be that easy through nostr i'll have to look into it yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot to look into, and and you know, a week goes by, and there's even more. That's the the new frontier that is Noster. So it's kind of exciting in that respect. <laughs> um, so your creative process, I, I, it sounds like, uh, you know, w you, when you're looking at uh, an article to write, um, is what what kind of inspires you? What kind of uh, what 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 triggers you to write it? And uh, you know, I'm sure you get writer's block on some ideas, but uh, tell me a little bit about your process um it's, it's generally just scrolling through twitter and just kind of observing the nonsense of what's going on and doing some sort of commentary on it um but tobacco definitely has a huge play in my uh creative process like oftentimes when i'm writing articles i'll uh i'll uh stick a cigarette in each nostril and like typically what i do is i um you know, write it out on a typewriter before my wife transposes it to a computer. Because I don't really know how to use these things very well. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just kind of like let the, let the tobacco take me where, where it wants to. And like, you know, sometimes alcohol is involved, but like, you know, back when I used to work um, in like traditional journalism, I, I sold my soul and was very unhappy and I, I drank so much that I got cirrhosis of the liver and I'm just getting over that now. Like I'm not yellow anymore, which is pretty cool. Um, so there, there's like a, a really important balance and like, you know, the way to manage drinking the best is just to invest in your soul and what feels good. And if you have a job that, um, you know, makes you miserable, um, like if you're working at, 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 uh, if you're working for the U.S. government or like in the defense industry or something like that, you know, where you just know that you're doing supporting awful things like leaving a job like that will make you feel a lot better and, and heal your liver. Well, I have uh, heard great things, uh, Richard, about uh, plant medicine. Uh, and it sounds like uh, you're a living, breathing example of its virtues. Yeah. Yeah. Tobacco is uh, a magical uh healer and uh inspiration drug 
So as far as uh, your inspirations for um, for trolling people, um, Richard, where, uh, what, what, what are your top inspirations? Well, you know, I, I, have, I definitely have a shit list of people that I want to go after. Um, and it's for various reasons. Like, you know, typically, like, I want to be good-natured about the things that I do. Um, I want to, like, just do things out of good taste and, and good humor. Um, that's something that's important to me. So I, I, I hope that my articles are never perceived as mean-spirited. Um, but there's some people that I definitely think deserve to be made fun of. And, uh, you know, Dennis Porter is probably number one on my list, uh, but he, he's dropping on the list because, um, he's actually had a pretty good attitude about the most recent article I did about him. Um, but I just like, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, um, Atlas Shrugged and I try to use a lot of Atlas Shrugged references. So like the, I have a, a telegram group, um, with some of the people that contribute to the bugle and I call it greasers gulch. Um, but yeah, I just can't like help but thinking like Dennis Porter and, you know, a lot of these people that are like lobbying is, well, Dennis is the worst because he, he not only is trying to like lobby, um, you know, these people that are just like coercive and, and terrible and like inherently will be enemies of Bitcoin. Um, he's not just doing that, but he's like doing that to try and like, do it for clout and like get social media engagement in the process. Um, so that that's just kind of goofy to me. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, there's tons of stuff that like tons of people that I want to troll. Like Max Kaiser called me a scammer on Twitter recently. Cause I posted something criticizing him. So like he's on my shit list. So I'm going to go after Max Kaiser. Um, he's, he's kind of a goofball. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I think there's just like certain things that, that need pushback. Um, and oftentimes they're like the ideas that are getting replicated the most, um, that people are just kind of like parroting, uh, like a good one that I think if the Beagle was around, um, last year to have gone after was like the whole idea of the super cycle. My computer's dying. Oh, it is interesting okay. to to compact to, to kind of push back with comedy though right yeah yeah i mean i i think uh like there's just this funny like culture of you know worshiping podcasters or worshiping people like michael saylor um stuff like that that i think like i think one of the coolest things about bitcoin is that it really empowers the individual to think creatively and when people kind of just take like their programming their um fiat programming like cnn or fox news or like one of the newspapers um and they just interchange it for a bitcoin podcast and you know like get act like a teenage girl around taylor swift when michael saylor's walking up like that's that's kind of like a sad spot to be in, you know, you're supposed to be an adult, you know, who like believes in yourself and isn't completely demoralized to the point where you just worship a guy who leveraged a bunch of fiat to buy Bitcoin, like chill out, dude. So, yeah. You know, Richard, uh, just taking a step back, um, 
to uh, to to two institutions of high journalistic integrity at different points in in the century. Uh, we had the Onion back in the day, uh, and then the Babylon Bee. Uh, more recently, all right, the the Onion um, I thought peaked around the early two thousands Iraq War, and obviously the Babylon Bee in the in the last few years. Uh, and there was, a, I guess, a colloquialism, if you will, right, of, of life imitating the onion. Um, and my theory around that is because both those times, right, right around the Iraq war, when we were lied to about weapons of mass destruction and, and then all the deception that, that came about after that, we that was pure clown world. And any satire was, you know, obviously was based on a grain of truth that exaggerated it. But because it was clown world, eventually reality converged to satire, uh, and, I, and I think a lot of that happened in a in the post-COVID world as well, right? With the Babylon Bee, where we have this concept of Babylon Bee prophecies, and because we we, we are and were uh, is around the pandemic time, living in peak clown world, a lot of the satire, which is based on a grain of truth, but heavily exaggerated, the world and our reality eventually caught up with. Do you think there is? Um, do you think the, the Bitcoin world is heading in a similar direction, where you, we will have the Bitcoin bugle prophecies one day? Yeah, I think there's a high likelihood, and I think it'd be really funny to take an approach of like if something comes true to issue like an official retraction. Um, but yeah, I mean, like things are so ridiculous. Like you look at what's happened with groups like prime trust and celsius and fortress and ftx and you know all all this stuff um that like it, it's funny because the whole financial system is just fraudulent like they talk about that in the wolf on wall street uh movie and i think that's a pretty accurate way to look at things and then when that system tries to intermingle with uh touching anything related to Bitcoin and, and, and touching shit coins. Um, it just, it, it's very, very different. The rules are different. You can't just print Bitcoin out of thin air. Um, and people can't just print Bitcoin out of thin air to, to, uh, bail you out. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of, like, I, I think it's going to be a lot more obvious in the bull market, you know, who to call out, I think calling out BlockFi would have been fairly easy or Celsius in the last cycle um, had I been reporting the news back then. Um, but yeah, I look I look forward to some of the the news stories come true, and you know some of them might already be true. I mean, I'm kind of scrolling through the articles looking for for stuff. So, Dick, are you predicting a a, a Bitcoin bugle bull run coming up? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty bullish uh honestly you got I mean, some good stories uh i mean they're gonna it's gonna be peaking pretty soon here <laughs> yeah i i just think where we're at like um there's just not very much interest in this stuff and i i've been learning more and more about how to use the internet um and i'm getting better at it and i think i'll be much better at, at using the internet after the having and be able to circulate misinformation more effectively 
So how much of your day uh, currently is, is kind of chasing that that current thing? Um, you you, you got to spend a decent amount of time or is it kind of just uh, 30 minutes, just a quick scroll and, and you can pretty much, uh, you got your, your stories lined up because of the repetition? Yeah, I mean, like most of the day isn't spent writing or scrolling social media. Um, most of the day is like getting prepared to do those things. Is like you have to be in the right mindset to like break hard hitting journalism. Like you look at like somebody like Seymour Hirsch, like that guy. That guy's got a routine down to a T that he's been doing for forever, and that's why he's successful at doing what he's doing. Like these ideas, like like you you have to be like fit all around, you know. Like you have to warm up essentially before you run a marathon. Right. And like in the same way, you got to like warm up properly before you hit a good story. So like the preparation takes up most of my time and like the execution is like only a small portion of the time. But like when I'm executing, I'm executing. Can you tell a lot about a person? So like I, I, I followed a, a, some of your some of the funniest stories that I I the Odell top G one just had me die and that was when i first uh, found out about you um then the guy swan uh the the ada compliance uh, about his bitcoin audible um and and some of some people actually receive it really well repost it laugh about it um but you might catch people off guard sometimes uh can you tell a lot about how they react uh when you when you're actually uh putting someone their likeness in the story Oh, definitely. So, like, Max Kaiser's a total loser because, like, he freaked out at me. Um, uh, Dennis Porter, like, part of the reason why he's on the shit list is, like, I've always thought he was a douche, but um, he was one of the first stories that I responded to uh, or wrote about, and uh, he blocked the Bugle directly after and and since he's unblocked because of course i took a screenshot and for max engagement posted a breaking tweet with the screenshot of him blocking my, the account um but yeah dan held oh my gosh dan held insta blocked me i mean that's like a free space on the getting blocked on uh twitter bingo card um but yeah i mean there's been like some funny like funny things of like some people getting really offended um when they really i don't think they should um and then some people um like one of the funniest ones so it, you know both those articles that you referenced weren't ones that i wrote one the odell one was by max shaft um he's a great author but he's been kind of dicking around and not contributing recently and then the adl one uh was done by ginger b stiffen and she's she's a great great writer um but uh shit i just got on a tangent and lost where i was going oh talking about how people respond yeah i mean like bitdeer sent like uh they're they have like a pr company working for them and they sent a letter like accusing the bugle of like intentionally trying to mislead people they're like bro like this is a satire site like if you're reading the article there's a button on the bottom of the page that says click here to stay misinformed um well so, it's fake news that it's so fake news so fake it's uh real right yeah yeah i mean i i think like 
the TFTC guys, like, you know, like Matt and Marty are good guys because they're, they're really good sports um, about things. I've definitely, like, we've gone pretty hard after Matt, um, and he probably finds it annoying, and I wouldn't blame him for it. Um, but, yeah. I, I, to me, it's just adding depth to culture, um, and I think we need a lot of depth to culture. Uh, when we talk about the repetition of signal and and things like that, um, you know, and I think Nostra is a great avenue for anybody um, to kind of. Uh, we we have a, we have just a beautiful way to exchange with uh, just everyday plebs and just kind of expand our culture. It's just another avenue, you know. And Bitcoin Bugle to me, you know, it's it's entertaining. Uh, you know, it might, you might, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's some hard humor, but it, it's still humor, I think. And, and in a way we, we all have to kind of just, uh, just, just enjoy it, I suppose. Uh, what's it, what, what do you think, um, you know, in the pleb culture, what, what do you think we're missing, especially as the next cycle comes up? Yeah. I mean, I, I think one thing I'm pretty passionate about is I want to see like less, like there's this term I really don't like called Bitcoin company. Like you get that thrown around a lot. And like, I get why companies do it because like they're, they're building off like a base of like potential customers. But like, I want to get away from that idea and just, uh, you know, advertise the idea or not advertise, but promote the idea of like, you know, services for Bitcoin, you know, and thinking of the world that way, I think, the peer-to-peer economy is something that I'm really, you know, excited about. And like, I made a killing selling cigarettes um, outside the Bitcoin Magazine conference in Miami, um, which was great. Like, it's great fundraising opportunity. Really stoked about how many people are smokers and you know don't believe the lies um, at the conferences. And that's something like you know, Noster inherently, uh, promotes and, and sites like Stacker News inherently promotes. And someday hopefully I'll figure out how to get the bugle to work that way. Um, and not just be like a, a dumb blog site. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm excited about. If you can figure out, figure out how to make, uh, maybe a cigarette about, oh, I'd say one inch diameter and a little longer, uh, Avi might actually purchase one. Wow. <laughs> that that sounded uh, pretty terrible, KW. Uh, <laughs> that's probably the worst description of a cigar I've ever heard. <laughs> oh I mean, man, yeah, that's uh, that. <laughs> I put the cart before the horse with that. <laughs> the w- the way to do it is um, to take like ten and put a rubber band around them, and smoke them all at once. You get the same effect or better. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. My the lady is my hard stop, and she's creeping in the doorway, so I got to run. But I really appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, that was perfect because we got through all our questions, and uh, we appreciate the brief, uh, brief uh, guest star there. A um, little different show, but uh, it was entertaining nonetheless. Yeah, let's definitely <laughs> you, talk some more in the future. <laughs> Indeed. Take care. See you guys. So, Avi, so, our uh, our show's a little different today. It is a little different. As, we got uh, the lightning that comes after, uh, you know. The, normally, the thunder comes after lightning. Yeah, well, r- right as uh, Richard Greaser logs off his typewriter, uh, we throw it to Doc for he, the lightning round with the Nostra report. He really didn't break character, did he, Avi? No, 
No, which is, I mean, does he have any, any other character? I think that's, I, that's, that's, that's the question. Um, you know, he's got the smoky uh, cigar, or the smoky Marlboro Red voice. Um, he's, I, I just, all I was missing is the typewriter clicking in the back. Hey, I'm just glad he was shining some light on the, the psyop that is, uh, you know, the tobacco misinformation out there because um you know lots of people are informed misinformed told told to quit smoking i recommend to all my patients to uh have a pack of cigarettes before they go under for anesthesia so glad that people out there like dick reese are, are doing the good good lord lord's work wait doc are you serious i mean you are a doctor right <laughs> well yeah, yeah no, <laughs> just 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 burn one while you're getting the anesthesia and it's just yeah <laughs> But QW, that was a perfect description of a cigar. <laughs> Love that. All right. Shall, shall I start the lightning round? Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Um, all right. So this week, uh, pronouns <clears throat> came to Noster. And did you guys see uh, Fiat Jaff's post? He uh, kind of started a meme with the Noster. So his, he uh, said, I think this is um, a couple of days ago, he said, stop writing Noster in all caps. What are you doing? The correct is the Noster. I've joined the Noster today. The Noster is a better social network. Um, and users uh, kind of ran with it. It was pretty funny. Um, Believe the Hype even submitted a pull request for a new hashtag uh, icon in Amethyst when a user types in the Noster. And Vitor uh, approved and merged it. I think Derek um, submitted a pull request to to um, basically edit every every time Noster was mentioned in the uh, on the official GitHub. He changed it to the Noster, um, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and then uh, the midweek, you guys may have noticed a ton of Reddit uh, Reddit users coming over. Um, and if you miss it, it's because during the week, Reddit uh, rugged uh, an ERC-20 token called the Moon Token, which was used to reward uh, creators and users in the um, the cryptocurrency subreddit uh, had used this a lot. And people had, you know, were investing money and buying this token and stuff like that. And Reddit uh, just rugged it and it, and it tanked uh, overnight. Um, it, so there was a... Doc, could I just yeah. say... I think Reddit just hastened the inevitable, right? Every ERC-20 token is destined uh, for an eventual rug at some point. So I think it was a good thing that they did it sooner rather than later. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I was thinking the same thing, kind of like, wow. I mean, what, what shitcoin... It's either the shitcoin's been rugged or it's going to be rugged. There's, there's, no, there's nothing more. And Reddit really hates their uh, their users and their creators. It seems like because they uh, blocked their API and were charging a ton for it. I think a few months ago. Um, but nonetheless, uh, our um, our very own Derek Ross went over to that subreddit and dropped a note, uh, basically telling users, "Hey, come check out Noster." We use uh, Bitcoin uh, via Zaps to uh, reward each other on a value for value basis. And uh, you can't get rugged the way that you guys got rugged here. Um, we have a great community and we'd love to have you over. So 
You, well, you forgot the most important part, Doc. In, in that post, uh, Derek did post his uh, pole dancing picture, and he said, "Come to Noster." That was was that what enticed so many? Wait, maybe maybe I'm wrong there, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I thought maybe. So he uh, that post ended up going viral on Reddit, and we got a ton of Reddit uh, users, which was awesome. Lots of um, new people, fresh fresh faces. Uh, and it was a lot of fun that day. Um, we call them the, the Reddit fugees that came over. Um, and then uh, what's next? So um, just in uh, conference news in Australia and Nasserville are just a few weeks away. Uh, Nasserville tickets should be going out to everyone via DMs this week. And their agenda is live now on Nasser.world. Um, it's a website, Nasser.world. Uh, and you can see who's speaking uh, and when and where on each stage. And then that conference is going to be uh, digital as well, so you can attend digitally. Um, NASA Report is going to be covering the conference on the ground. We have both Lau and Marseille uh, that are going to be uh, be over there and, and giving us uh, some inside um, info and, and content. Um, Nasserville is uh, currently waitlist only, I believe, and uh, there's an after party that uh, Rockstar and Yegor, uh, forget who else, someone, someone else is uh, helping organize it, is it Roya? Um, yeah, Roya's in the mix. And uh, there's a, if you guys don't know that and you're going to Nasserville, check out the Geyser page, you'll be able to find info there. But um, it's gotten funded with over 6 million sats at this point. Um, which will go towards uh, some drinks and stuff. It's at the Acme Feed and Seed uh, in Nashville. So it'll be a good time. And I think, I believe that's on the 9th, on Thursday night. Um, and then uh, this week, Avi shared a preview of his new book cover, 24, which was sweet. It looked awesome. And I uh, can't wait to get it in my hands. That book cover is rad, Avi. Oh. Thank you, guys. What, to just, to, just to stop the lightning round for a moment, what what made you do that? I mean, where did you, where did you get that art from? What what was kind of the thought process? Well, it was uh, I found a cover designer, an actual book cover designer, and uh, I gave him different themes from the book. So everything on the cover is a is a thematic element from the book. The soft glowing clock it actually signifies something. It's Bitcoin related. The door that opens into uh, into it, the purple light, the orange glow. Um, so yeah, it's it's they're all different themes from the book, which the which I was uh, the I thought the cover designer, knowing nothing about Bitcoin or my book, did a very good job of uh, synthesizing. And there was elements of purple and orange, our favorite colors. Indeed, is that uh, going to be the official cover? Or is it still a work in progress. No, it's done. That's that's the official cover. I love it. When can I get get it? Well, the uh, it's going. The book's going through copy editing right now. Uh, it's a little slower than I was hoping, but I'm ho uh, hopefully by mid-November it'll hit the shelves. Nice, cool, man. Can't wait. We'll uh, post about it when you when you drop it on Nasser Report. Um. All right. Um. Continuing on. Uh, Fiat Jaff announced new recipients of bounties for the Nostra Fund. He's got a um, running Abla um, post, uh, NIP23 long form post, where he, which he updates. 
And uh, I opened up NASA report one day and I was shocked to see that uh, we got a zap for 2.5 million sats. And that was uh, thanks to Fiat Jaff um, for, and he was uh, basically uh, supporting us for our work with bringing everyone uh, on Noster, uh the news every day. Um, and so we were, the entire team was really grateful and uh, we're gonna continue to uh, fulfill our mission of bringing everyone the best that Nostra has to offer. So thank you. Um, other projects that were supported included the uh, Yaki Hone long form editor from Sean. Uh, Derek, who I see in the audience, got, uh, I think it was 10 million sats uh, for his work in spreading Nasser awareness around the globe. Um, Well-deserved. Awesome projects. Uh, so check out abla.news, um, Fiat Jaff, and you'll be able to, to find his post. Um, OpenSats announced the third wave of Nasser grants, bringing the total number of Nasser projects um, as of uh, the other day to 31. Um, we saw, let's see what else. We saw some heavy volatility in the price of Bitcoin Monday uh, when Cointelegraph mistakenly announced that BlackRock ETF was approved. Um, Bitcoin jumped, I think it was close to 7% or something to 30,000 then fell back down into a range between 20, 29, um, after they uh, quickly realized the, the rumor was was false. And then I think they, uh, Cointelegraph edited their tweet to say the same thing, but comma reportedly at the end, which was pretty funny. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, the, I think the Bugle had a pretty good comment on that. I'll, I'll try to pull it up, but <laughs> they were laughing because basically they were uh, essentially them for a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, enough with the ETFs, like enough talking about that. I feel like it's every day you get like three different, they're, they're close. They just adjusted it. Oh, it's next week, maybe. Um, you know, JP Morgan, 90% uh, chance by January. It's just like enough. Like who cares, honestly, at this point? Yeah, and I'm pissed. I was uh, enjoying stacking down in the like 26, 27,000 uh, range. Yeah, the FOMO is taking away my cheap sats. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, this week, X began testing the – they're not a bot subscription tier – which is kind of funny because I think uh, Nasser had a thing called Notabot for a while. But uh, anyway, their Notabot subscription tier is basically they're testing it out in two countries, the Philippines and New Zealand. And anyone that wants to engage or interact basically has to pay a fee. And that's a dollar a year. And their stated goal is to um, combat uh, bots and make it, you know, uh, infer a cost to uh, engaging on the platform. But um, the uh, we all know the real reason they're doing it is because it's a it's a play to essentially KYC every single one of their users. Doc, um, I am shocked. I'm I'm really really shocked. Are you telling me that free speech, as promised by Elon, isn't actually free? It was and no longer. Freedom isn't but, free. It cost a buck oh three. I think uh, is how the how the song goes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Some other cool business news. Strike has had an interesting week. They partnered with BitRefill, so you can buy um, different gift cards and stuff and, and make purchases uh, via the Strike app now using uh, either 
dollars from your account or Bitcoin. Um, they also, uh, I think this was new. I didn't see a post from officially from them. I just saw them, uh, Jack Mahler's talking about it today, but they are going to roll out the ability to pay directly from uh, your Bitcoin or Lightning invoice, you know, pay invoices to Lightning from your bank, bank account without needing the, to transfer your funds to your Stripe account first, which is pretty crazy. And then uh, I think Sam Samsky was asking about getting Nostrawall Connect hooked up to that. So uh, that's going to be interesting when everyone uh, has these sub, sub uh, you know, five cent charges, ACH charges coming out of their bank accounts if, if they get Nostrawall Connect uh, hooked up. So stay tuned for that. I don't think it's up yet, but I think uh, Jack Mahler's is working on it. Um, all right, and then there were some attacks, it seemed like on uh, Bitcoin this week coming from multiple uh, geopolitical players. So Christine Lagarde announced that the Euro system proceeds to the next phase of digital Euro, um, the digital Euro, and it's the preparation phase, which will lay foundations for a potential digital Euro. Uh, with work to include finalizing the rule book and selecting providers to develop their platform and inf infrastructure. Um, earlier in the week, the UK uh, announced plans to essentially regulate the purchasing of all crypto assets, including Bitcoin. Um, supposedly they're gonna uh, have a test to uh, that user, that people that potentially wanna buy any sort of crypto asset are going to have to take and it's um, supposedly going to be a very difficult test. Uh, they're also going to limit um, purchases of any crypto asset to high net worth individuals. So over 100,000 pound income, 250,000 pound liquid, uh, liquid uh, assets. Um, and you're also restricted to not invest more than 10% of your net assets uh, in any crypto uh, securities or assets. Um, and it sounded like they plan on rolling this out January 6th. Um, shouldn't affect Bitcoin because we all know that Bitcoin is not investing its savings. But uh, I think they're including uh, purchasing Bitcoin, unfortunately, uh, in within this uh, these new regulations. So no freedom money for the poor's. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, and then continuing on with this theme, yesterday FinCEN, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, announced uh, a notice of proposed rulemaking which identifies international convertible virtual currency mixing uh, as a class of transactions of primary money laundering concern. Um, clearly, so they're, they're basically attacking any sort of uh, mixers or coin joins. Um, and to people who utilize that as a form of privacy, this is uh, extremely concerning. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we need to fight back against regulations like this. Um, in the tech space in, on Noster, Fiat Jaff today uh, shared a screenshot of comments from Will JB55 about the growing problem of bloat in the Noster NIP repo. Um, so there was uh, potential talk of even a fork of the NIP repo to basically remove the bloat, remove the extra stuff um, so that uh, new developers who come to the Noster ecosystem don't have to wade through a bunch of um, uh, different, uh, uh, you know, new essentially bloat that's, that makes it more difficult for them to, to develop on the Nostra ecosystem. 
Um, I think, you know, we all realize how important that what that is when you see how quickly developers like Pablo or um, Kieran or Will uh, or Fabian, you know, Vitor, how quickly they can spin up stuff um, and how compatible it is. So, you know, we'll stay tuned to this conversation, but I think it's an interesting one that um, will uh, will play out um, in a way that hopefully strengthens the network. Um, I, th Zeus, I thought, just yeah, to say, I thought the repo deal is uh, that whole GitHub repo thing, like who dictates the bloat? You know, I think that's an interesting uh, argument that's been that's been kind of put out there. Um, you know, who's running it, who's, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting, uh, angle, uh, to, it's kind of a rabbit hole of conversation. Yeah. And I'm not, uh, I would love to hear from someone who knows a little bit more, um, about who has approval requests. I know like, um, Camry has, uh, can approve obviously fit Jeff. I don't, you know, I'm not sure which, which devs can make approvals on that Git repo, but um yeah who's the ground the we'll, grand uh, council you know <laughs> we'll uh we'll do a nostra tech weekly um looking into some of this stuff i think would be interesting um and then just a couple other uh new new tech that came out zeus came out with uh and lightning addresses which is pretty cool you saw people come out with their zeus pay um lightning addresses and then abla had a pretty sweet release uh called mods are us which allows you to basically mute uh, people, hashtags, uh, and words, and then choose whether you can mute uh, publicly or privately. Um, and that is lightning around my friends in 15 minutes. Thank you, Doc. That was uh, quite the lightning round and an uh, interesting uh, show uh, we've done today with a different format. Uh, with, yeah, with a very and, interesting guest. In just full transparency, uh, our show was set for five forty-five, which we normally start at. Um, then we then we start with our sermon, then lightning round, um, and then the guest. But uh, we got word today that he's hot, he's hot on the beat, and he had a hard stop of six fifteen Eastern, which didn't allow us any time to have a conversation. So we had to shift. Uh, and we're kind of used to that at this point. We, we you know, it's kind of entertaining to have some curveballs uh, as we, you know, navigate uh, being hosts of shows. So it was, you know, it was fun. It was different. Uh, and I think we pulled it off. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I th I, all said and done. I think it worked out. Um, so that's that QW. Anything else from you before we wrap? No, no, that's it. And I'm I'm really interested to know our uh, our show, what our show, our big show is going to be in uh, Nostraville, um, because Doc's going to be there as well. It's me, you, and Doc, um, from what I understand. And and who else? Who's our guest? Who's how it's going to be run? Um, who knows? We'll make it happen. It's going to be fun and exciting. Yeah. So uh, don't forget to tune into that one. Uh, if you're in Nashville, you can join the live show. I'm sure it'll be streamed on, either on Ness or Zap.Stream. So thank you all, the audience, for joining the show. Thank you for the folks listening to the recording. I hope you're doing so on Fountain App, where you can earn sats while listening to us talk nonsense. And don't forget the uh, the T-shirts for the show are in our show notes. Uh, we love you, Lightning Store. <laughs>